What is up, podcast family? Chase here, but Jeremy as always. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come at y'all today with a with a topic that that is near and dear to us. A topic that is, I don't know, it just it'll change your whole being and it'll bring you closer to Christ. And that is an identity topic. We're gonna talk about identity, and we believe this is gonna be a two, three, maybe even four episode topic. But we're going to come at y'all today, and we just pray that y'all get something out of it. Uh, here's Jeremy. He's going to bring up some more stuff we're going to talk about, and uh, just God bless y'all. Yeah, um, so I'm looking forward to it, too, because uh, I'm <laughs> – yeah, I know we're doing a lot, of talk, a lot of talking and discussion on it, and I'm still doing studies on it. So I think I could go on forever, but uh, I've created just pages and pages of on this topic of things that I found and started learning and uh, he's been pouring out to me on it. So yeah, uh, I have several on here that we may end up going into two or three, maybe four uh, episodes on this, but you know, it's, you said identity. So in short or in part, it's, it's who am I, who am I, you know, in Christ and, and Ephesians 2 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And in 210, where it says we are God's workmanship, it's, it's considered work of art or masterpiece. Our salvation is something only God can do. It is his powerful creative work in us. And God, if God considers us his work of art, we dare not treat ourselves or others with disrespect or as inferior work. So, I mean, we, we're something special. We're something he took time, and, you know, and, and anyone who does art, who does drawing, who does putting things together, anything that's considered a masterpiece, that's that's not something that's thrown together lightly. That's not something that he just splattered on a wall and said, Which, let's, let's go ahead and address that. You know, there's some painters out there who just sling paint on a wall and call it art. And, uh, but that that's not our God. Our God, he, you know, if you've been doing studies or, you know, been in your walk long, one thing you do realize is that God pays attention to the tiniest little details. And that's it. And so, I mean, that's that's the first scripture that I really looked up uh, when I started on this. Um, and then First Peter 2, 9, that really got me, and I'm still kind of going through it, is, but you are a, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So, and I'm still dissecting that one. So, I mean, just just take the time to realize that we're, we're no, we, he didn't, he didn't, we were, weren't, we were not a small task for him. We weren't something that, like I said, we weren't just splattered on the wall. We were put together meticulously. We were like, he took the time, you know, you've seen those, movies where people are putting together those little people for their little figurine sets and they've got that big magnifying glass and tweezers and all that. I mean, that's, that's, that's like what he did. He put together the freckles on your face. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's just amazing. And I, I think that's one of the things we have to realize is we're, we are massive to him in the scale of things. He has millions of children, but each one of us are, are massive to him. We're not just some tiny dot on a page. No, we're not. 
And we have to step up and claim that to be in order to be changed and have, you know, a renewed being in order to know who we are. We have to step up and claim it as we are children of God. You know, a lot of times we forget that even the ones who walk in that sometimes forget it. And it's a thing that you have to stay in daily. It's picking up your cross every day and realizing who you are. And that is easier said than done. Uh, Jeremy and I both know that. We both know that easier said than done is the story of our life. Uh, because you can say anything. And Jeremy and I, you know, we talk a lot and, and we we claim a lot of things. But when it comes down to it, it's easier said than done. Like even doing these podcasts, you know, it's easier for us to talk about it than to do it or to get perfect environment to do it. Because we have... We're, as soon as we started to record tonight, it's raining outside. So normally I do this in my truck or in a quiet place since I have kids running around. But it's like all you could hear was rain. Go to the front porch, all you hear is rain. And it's like we're trying to find this perfect setting for this perfect conversation. And we're imperfect people that God is making perfect. Does that make sense, Jeremy? It's like. God is renewing us every day because we're letting him. But we also live in a fallen environment. Therefore, we walk around and, and just trying to, trying to be what God wants us to be. But it's a constant battle. Uh, but we have a, a long conversation on this topic. We have a lot to go over. And, and Jeremy, uh, here's, here's a verse I have on it. It's Romans 12, 2. And do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove that the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So we want to walk in what God's will is in our life, to be renewed, to be made known, to be children of God. But how do we do that? Jeremy, how do you think they do that? It's, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's, it's, constantly putting yourself up getting closer to, to him it's something that if i want to walk in him and i want to do uh more things that you know i want to know what he wants me to do you know one thing is we got to we got to know what he wants us to do you know i mean i i can just look at the bible and be like yeah sure i mean this is your manual this his word is your manual and if you want to know how to walk it out daily you have to get in the word you pray. And prayer is a big thing too. You, you get, and that's that's. I'm not trying to, you know, say word over prayer, prayer over word. They are big. They are massive, and they go hand in hand. Um, but it, pray before you read it. Pray after you read it. And it's just it's it's massive. But if you want to know how to walk it out daily, you have to get in the Word because it'll teach you and tell you how to do everything we're supposed to do. Uh, and, and it's. Just stay in the word, man. Dig, 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 dig. Research like your life depends on it, which it does. <laughs> okay, you know. <laughs> it's how do you how do you change your life? It's it's. Uh, I used to have a buddy who always would tell me, "If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got." Mm-hmm. And that's true. If you repeat the same thing over and over, you're going to have the same results. So Yeah, what's the definition of insanity? It is. That's the definition of it right there. Doing everything, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, doing it the same way over and over again. I was insane for years, if that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) But Jeremy and I both come from a 
uh, rugged past, uh, just living in the world, living of the world, uh, walking out in sin. And when God came in and knocked on our hearts and Jesus came in just to change every bit of it. Oh man, it was just, everything changed. And, uh, I've, I've seen Jeremy in his walk as, as he's progressed and gotten further along in his walk. And it's just almost like it was a click. Like it was just a light switch that was flipped. And it's, it's like, I've seen Jeremy's walk and it's like, he had already progressed a lot when we had met and already been through so much, but I seen a light switch one day and it just, everything just switched. And that's how it was for me as well. It's like, once I seen my first miracle, everything changed. Everything was different. I could not go back from there. And, but it's been a constant renewing. It's been a constant struggle. It's been a constant finding my identity in Christ. It's, it is a it's a trial and error is what it's boiled down to in my life. And I've had to, I would start walking in one direction and I'll get corrected by God and had to back up and start going, try to go in his direction. And it doesn't, it's the smallest things too. It's, it, it's just a constant correction. But that's also how I know that I'm following in the will of God is that I'm listening to that correction by the Holy Spirit. If I feel any conviction, I got to change it. That's how sin's getting plucked out of our lives. That's how we're getting renewed. That's how our mind's getting renewed, really. Because if if I go back and I think of who I was a year or two years ago, I'm completely now than I was then. And that's our goal, isn't it, Jeremy? Is to be oh, absolutely just to be completely different than we were in the past. Because yeah, the further we get away from this, the the way the world wants us to be, and the more we notice that the world is is trying to tear us apart spiritually, then that's the closer we're getting to God. That's the closer we're getting to having our minds completely renewed. And I think it's a, it's a lifelong process. There's something you never give up on and you never change because God is always the same. And our goal yeah. is to be in his will and, and walk like Jesus. Jesus was our example on how we're supposed to walk on this earth. Maybe we'll never get to that point, but here's the thing: trying is the goal. Trying, I will always be under construction. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm okay with that because my wife and I, we have worked on this house every week since we have gotten it. You know, it's a constant process on improvements, 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 because once you stop that, it it starts to age. And it gets wet, it's torn. If you don't constantly put something into it, you're, you know, it's just going to fall apart. And it's the same way with our walk with Christ. And I believe our walk with Christ is a constant renovation. It is a constant. And Jeremy knows all about renovation. They just house. Uh, it is a constant renovation in which we have to move forward, move forward, move forward. There is no moving backwards. There is no moving from side to side. We're not... We're not getting tossed to and fro from every wave. We have to have one mind, and that one mind has to be directed towards the Lord and directing towards improving ourselves for Him. And, yeah. and most importantly, we're on a timeline. For yeah. those who don't believe we are, you need to pray. Um, we are. It's like like you said, when we renovated a house, we want we had a goal set in mind of when we wanted to sell this house, so we had to keep working. 
we couldn't slack. We couldn't stop. There was a weekend or two we could rest in between it, but we had to keep going. And I, you know, right now we're on a timeline. We're on, we're on, time is ticking. And every minute, every second, every hour that passes by, we are closer to the coming, the second coming of, of our, our Lord and Savior. And if we don't have it right when he gets here, Lord, I, I pray for you now. Um, it's just, you need to con- constantly be in renovation. You need to constantly be under construction. It is okay for me to take each and every day, and for the next day, I'm getting better. The next day, I'm getting better. The next day, I'm getting better. You know, every day. It's not something you're going to do right then and there. It's not something you're going to accomplish in one day, in one week, in one year. You, you will forever be gaining knowledge. You will forever be upgrading or uh, fixing things in your life. Uh, there are some things along the way that will immediately stop addictions. That, look, I, I was a smoker for or 15 years, you know, and one day it just snaps. See, things will happen just like that. But there are there are things that, that you have to cons- uh, you have to do each and every day and you have to build on top of it, and build on top of it. And it, it's it's the job that never ends. Uh, but it's, it's also fulfilling, satisfying, uh, peaceful. Uh, it brings me a lot of peace when I sit with other believers and other followers and we discuss these things and we have these topics because it just, it, it, it like warms your soul. Um, but before, uh, I couldn't stand to be around people and have these conversations, you know, I mean, before I'd finally got it right, you know, I didn't want to be around for, I was in fear of being, you know, condemned or whatever, you know, but you know, I've never met somebody uh-huh. never in my walk, people who do that, but I've had to build on that as well. Once I got it right, it wasn't just instantaneous. I love to talk to everybody about it because I was, I was a baby. You know, when you think about my walk, I, I didn't know what I know now. I haven't, I didn't, I hadn't learned what I've learned now. And now I can hold the conversation and that's where we should be going is so that each and every day we gain a little bit more knowledge. Our faith gets bigger and, and we trusted him more. That's it. He said, uh, you said in there that it reminded me of something. They say, they say, I always say this is a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. How, but in a marathon, people know when, when they're going to cross the finish line. In this, in this race we're, we're in right now, running for Christ, we don't know where our finish line is going to be. So how can we say, how can we back up and say, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a, a marathon. I'm going to keep it as a, at a steady pace. It's good to get at a steady pace, but when you don't know where the finish line is, you want, you want to make sure that you get everything done. You need to get done before that finish line comes because you never know when you're going to die. You never know when, when Jesus is returning. We don't know these things. We have to run the race like we're about to cross the finish line. We have to run this. Hey, you know what I mean, Jeremy? It's like, oh, absolutely. We don't know where that finish line is going to be. We have to attack it head on. We have to go in. We have to, to make a fool of the devil. That's like my, my pastor says, he's going to attack hell with a water pistol. So it's like and every time he says that, he's like, I imagine him going to hell with a super soaker, just trying to, to extinguish every fire. And it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but, but that's what we got to do. We got to attack it head on. 
We got to go in there. We got to. It's, it's time to steal people back from the enemy. It is time to to know who we are in Christ first off, because if we don't know who we are, we can steer people in the wrong direction. We have to know Absolutely. who we are. We have to constantly move forward in Him. We have to constantly gain knowledge every day, not not just here and there, but every day we have to strive for better. And we all are going to have those struggles. We're all going to have those times to where we feel like we're slipping backwards, but we have to know that the enemy's sitting there going to try to trick us along the way too. He's going to try to convince us that we're not getting anywhere. But it's just like me learning the piano right now. Two days ago, working on a song, didn't feel like I could get it right. Today, I go in with a blank slate and can play every bit of it. So it's, it's a process. The enemy's going to make you feel like you can't achieve anything but plug in every day, pick up your cross daily, move forward for Christ, pick up your buddies and y'all go at it. And that's it. Y'all attack hell every single day. Pick up your cross. And Absolutely. Jerry- and if, if there's anything that, you know, you know, we're going to try to do these in short bursts because we've been doing a lot, of, you know, the 40 minute ones and, and it, it does kind of get drug out and it, I don't know. Uh, I think these may pick up more. Uh, uh, you think so too, as well. I'm sure. Uh, Chase with the shorter ones, but we're going to hit right on topic um, with these. And uh, I think just take away from this is that we aren't perfect. We're we're under construction every single day. We are bettering ourselves every single day. That's so right. just know that you are loved you are god's masterpiece okay and you are his workmanship and you can go look in ephesians 210 if you don't believe it says it right there and so just know who you are know that that's what you are that he took the time to make you that you are someone special you don't take the time to make nothing okay you take the time to make something and that's what we are so just know that that's who you are and and that you are not you're not expected to immediately be perfect it's something you have to strive for it's something you have to go towards excellence it's, it's you have to go towards it and you know we may never reach it i may never reach perfection don't think i ever will but i'll tell you what every single day i'm going to strive for it every single day i'm going to go for it that's so it. and perfection is we when you know you'll never achieve it until You've already passed away from this world. It makes it easier to live in this world. You know, we're saved by grace. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it's just, we, we know that we're going also going for that finish line that's much better than any finish line you've ever seen here. Well, and it's knowing that, that it's about grace and not works. And that's how oh, God reminds us that. It's not by what we can do to get into heaven, because most other religions are like that. Get the other religions, and they'll tell you that it's all about how much you do in this time period. It's all about what you achieve. It's all about all this, all that. No, it's by grace that we are saved because of the the works that Christ did while He was here. You know, that's what it is. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, some of the other topics we'll talk about on the uh, on the next one is I've kind of broken down is. The next one we'll talk about in Christ I am accepted. So you'll know that you you know we'll go a little bit more into some scripture and stuff about that about you know just so you know that you are accepted by 
Christ. And, and you should feel amazing about that. I mean, that's something that once you figure that out and that actually hits you, that's something that takes a little bit too. It, you know, it took a little bit to hit me, you know, because one thing I dealt with throughout my life was rejection. So, you know, for a long time, I thought God's just, God's going to reject me too. You know, and so when I figured out that I, that God accepted me and always had, I just overlooked it and it was, it was monumental for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing so. too. Yeah, it's amazing how when we get in Christ, uh, it's like for me, when I was a teenager, I got saved when I was, when I was young, about eight or 10 years old. I don't really remember. And a Baptist, I got, I got baptized and those things, but I don't feel like I was really saved at that point. I don't, uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, but what's so weird is, as I always felt like I had a praying relationship because I would pray to God. I was taught how to pray and I would, I would pray and, you know, maybe I was saved then. I'm not sure, but, but I know later on in life, you know, I kept living a sinful way, even when I would go back and, uh, you know, ask God for forgiveness and go back to living for him, I would still, when I would fall away, it would be, you know, lust, different things like that. But it's like I was living a hyper, a hyper grace life to where, to where I thought I could do what I wanted to because I was covered under grace. Does that make sense? You know, mm -hmm. I thought I could live the way I wanted to because I was already saved. But but now it's like I see these words that Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. You know, if I if to love and to love the father, first of all, and to love my neighbor as myself, I wasn't doing those things. I wasn't keeping his commands. I was living for myself. I was living for this world. I was living an unrighteous life, an unrighteous world seeking of the flesh. And that's what it was. And man, it. Now that I look back at it, it drives me absolutely crazy because I can't see myself living that way any longer. It's been so long since I've, I've lived that way. But it's like we were talking about that identity we found in Christ. It has completely changed who I am. And I have found it. And man, I can't let it go. It's like I need this relationship more than any other relationship in my, in my life. And my wife knows that. My kids know that. They know that that my creator holds my heart in his hands. They know that. And and without him, I am, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a very nice guy. <laughs> without, <laughs> without him, I can be a butt to everybody. But the closer mm -hmm. I am to God, the closer I am to renewing myself daily, man, I'm so much different. Jeremy, you've seen it. You've seen it every, you know, every day when we talk. It's, it's, am I letting the world change me or am I letting Christ change me? It's an everyday battle. Absolutely. And that's another topic for another time is, you know, the things that we were before God. Um, but always remember, you know, people tend to hold on to their past. They don't want to let it go. You're forgiven. Lord, for, you know, he, he went to that cross and he, he paid. Our sins were paid for. Let it go. You know, turn your turn your past into your, you know, testimony. That's what it's for. You know, so it's like before, you know, I, well, we were talking about a minute ago about how uh, how you were living before. And, 
and how you are without God and all that and, and how we were and how we lived because we didn't we didn't have the knowledge or the wisdom or the grace that he gave us you know it's amazing but at the same time he was putting together a testimony that for each and every one of us each and every one of our testimonies are different and your testimony will reach people that mine yeah. won't everyone's testimony will reach someone that mine will not well our testimonies are made unique okay even if you had a great life growing up you you came from a church family you came from somewhere where you never had many trials which is rare but you know those people who, who didn't have a hard life that's a testimony in itself because there's not a lot of people who had that so that is a huge testimony that you were able to do that you know i mean it's just it's awesome i think every testimony and i love hearing it because these testimonies they just they just reassure everything that we're we're talking about everything we stand for and everything we're doing right here and right now that's good i have some scripture it says second corinthians 5 17 therefore if anyone is in christ he's a new creation the old pass old has passed away behold the new has come and we've talked about that uh but here's one right here uh in galatians 2 20 i have been crucified with christ it is no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me. and the life i now live in the flesh, I live by faith in, in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So he's saying that the flesh that we live in now, we give over to Christ. And we live it in faith that, that Jesus is renewing us. Like I'm, Jeremy, we've talked about this. Our identity is now in Christ. We are new creation, but, but, it, but we also know that we have to realize that. We have to let that baggage go of the past. That's why, that's why Jeremy and I went through several classes together. And, and, and we have been taught that these things of our past and these things that, that are to come, like we have to let go of that, the junk in the past so God can rightly use us the way he wants to. It, we have given ourselves over to him. We are now bond slaves of Christ, as, as Paul would put it. We are bond slaves. That means we have been set free, but we choose to serve the same master. Like we choose to serve our master. I wouldn't say the same master because we were serving the world before, but we are now free serving the master. And that master is Jesus Christ. And when we realize that, when we realize that our past is nothing but junk and nothing but, man, my, my past was nothing, Jeremy, you know? And it, it says my, my righteousness was nothing but filthy rags. I'm walking in Jesus's righteousness now. And we're going to have to realize that. I have some more scripture here, but Jeremy, you got something you want to say about that? I just had a scripture too. John 15, 15 says, No longer do I call you servants, for the servants do not know what his master is doing. But I have called you That's friends. It. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. I'm a friend of God, man. That's who I am. You know, uh, it's, man. Man, just you have to sit and dwell on some of these. Sometimes. I tell you, we could sit here and go back and forth with scripture, and it would make my entire night. <laughs> I'm getting excited now. It's like a, it's like an excitement that I didn't have when we started this, but as soon as we started jumping into scripture, it's like my eyes, the fogginess goes out of my eyes, and it's like I can see straight. Uh, right here, uh, Ephesians two ten. Do you have that one, Jeremy? 
I do. That's actually in my uh, You want to go ahead and jump on that one? Because this one is the uh, the ESV translation. And I know you have the uh, New American Standard translation, right? Well, that's that's what I actually – that's the uh, one I talked about earlier. Uh, it's I am God's workmanship. Uh, that's the very first one I read was Ephesians 2.10 was, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then that's when I read down here, it says that we are God's yeah. workmanship. And in parentheses, it says work of art, that's masterpiece. And that's, what, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, because when you really think about what an artist does to create a masterpiece and let's be honest. Okay. So, each and every one of us were created by God. But on earth, here and on earth, when you see a an artist create something and they call it his masterpiece, how many masterpieces does that, that artist really have? It's something that he poured so much time into, so much thought, so much detail. And no matter how much on earth on an artist on earth does that, it's nothing compared to what God did for us. It's nothing compared to the time he spent on us. And and like I said, I battled with rejection. So to know that somebody spent that much time on me, it, it just blows me away. It, it, it moves me beyond words to, to just know that somebody cared enough about me, thought enough about me, planned enough for me that they created me and everything that comes That's with it. You know, I feel like there's somebody out there right now, Jeremy, uh, who's holding on to a lot of unforgiveness. They're holding on to unforgiveness from somebody else. And it's causing them to have unforgiveness in themselves because every time they think about the the hurt that they have felt, they also, their sin gets brought up right behind it. And I want to tell that person right now that they're set free in the name of Jesus, that when they ask for forgiveness, that they have received it, you have to let go of your pain past and forgive all them. Forgive everybody who's hurt you. Quit holding on to the past and move on to a glorious future, which God has prepared for you. Uh, and that's the word I had. Uh, I don't know who it's for, but, you know, Jeremy, you know, sometimes I get those words. Uh, Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Speak on those because we're supposed to. And, and like you said, you know, I mean, if, one thing you got to realize is if God can, if God die, if God sent his son to die for us, to forgive us of the sin that we commit daily, who are you? to hold on to that sin. Who are you to hold on? That's like you snatching it back from the Lord saying, nope, not this one. Can't hold this one. Nope, you can't have this one. I wouldn't no. dare. You, can't, you, well, you just can't do it. We used to dare. We, we used to do it. Yeah. We used to try, didn't we? We would try, but really the only person that ever hurt was ourselves. It causes bitterness. Mm-hmm. It causes anger. It causes resentment. All those things are my worst enemy. is <laughs> bitterness, anger, and resentment. It causes me to, to walk around like a person that God never made me to be. Uh, and it is a constant thing that I have to work on not to hear those thoughts that the enemy keeps putting in there because he knows your weakness. You know, he knows what you're tempted to think about, but it's up to us to cast out those thoughts, to take every thought captive and realize what it is, who it is from and whether to cast it out or not. Because Jesus says, my sheep, will hear my voice and obey it only. But so, so when you renew your mind and when you know the word of God, you know that you're not going to be told anything that's not going to be in his word. 
You are not going to be told something demonic or something evil or something that is that is neglectful of what God has already said to you because that is of the enemy and you can cast it aside. The things that we hold on to and take captive and, and take into our soul is the fact of what Jesus has said to us, what, what the Holy Spirit speaks into us, what the Word says to us, Jeremy, like you said earlier, you know, with that Word and prayer, pray before it and then get in your Word and then pray after it. Man, it, it'll change your world. It'll change your world, and you'll, you'll never know too much. You'll never know too much of your word. That's like me. Here lately, I've, gotten, I've been reading Knowing God. Uh, it's a wonderful book, but also I, I have realized that I put the word aside. Even though it quotes a lot of scripture that I had laid my word aside and wasn't reading on it like I was before. So I have to now go back in and, and renew myself in the word. Make that a habit. Form that back into my, my daily walk. You know, listening to it for me is good, but it is not the best way to do it. I have to get the word out, and I have to read it and mark it and, and get consumed by it. And, Jeremy, I think you're the same way, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's I'm the same way. Uh, I get into some of these readings, and, and I kind of step aside, and I have to catch myself. Uh one of the easiest thing, one of the hardest things to do, excuse me, to, is to get into this daily when you first start out. And and what I'm learning is, I would I would read a bit, read a little bit here and there, and take it, you know. And that's what I would do, but I wouldn't really spend a whole lot of time in it, and reading it, and and taking it, and thinking on it, and dissecting it. And I'm still learning how to really do that. I don't think I'll ever, you know, be a a professional at doing it. But one of the things I know that helped me is just get in the habit of 10 minutes a day. If you have 10 minutes a day to just sit there and read a couple uh, of the scriptures, do it. 10 minutes a day. Pray before you do it. It can be a quick prayer. It can be a long prayer. Whatever you want. 10 minutes. Whatever you feel like to do. 10 minutes. Reading in the Bible and then pray again. Uh, and, and just do that each and every day. You know what I mean? And it'll it change. It changes every, the whole aspect of your life gets changed. The, the things that were simple decisions before, like what you would watch on TV, or what kind of conversation you would have with your buddies at work. It changes all that. <laughs> but, well, you'll find yourself reading longer and yeah, longer, too. It's like once Christ gets a hold of your heart, once you let him, you release your what the control we think we have, and we start to get an, our own identity through Christ, man, it's like the conversations we used to have with people are completely different. We can't have those perverse conversations anymore. We can't say... You know, huh, look at this meme or or check this out. And it'd be like a lustful thing or it'd be a dirty thing or it'd be like a drinking thing. You know, it, it changes everything. It's like guys at work, they don't even show me that stuff because they know what I stand for. You know, they know where my identity is because I'm going to walk it out. They know I talk about Christ. They know all that stuff. And I'm not going to let them stop me. Uh, it is my identity. It is who I am now. Because I had to let it happen. I had to let Christ change me. I had, to, I had to ask him to make my heart as soft as his. It was it was a process. It took me years. Sometimes it's quicker for people. Sometimes, you know, it's like it almost happens like that for some. But for me, it's taken my entire life to become who I am right now. But it was intentional. 
But I'm going to read a quick verse real quick. It's John chapter 15, uh, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. So just knowing that, it's like we were talking about earlier, it's like how God has corrected me and corrected me and corrected me. It's like I get corrected because, and I'm glad to get corrected because if I'm not corrected, then I'm not doing anything for him. You know, that's how he shows his love for us is he corrects us and puts us in the path that he wants us to go down. And it says right here in verse three, you are already clean because of the word in which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit uh, of itself unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. So we can't do anything unless we're abiding in Jesus. And we, you will not know your identity until you know your identity in Christ. If your identity is of the world still, you'll know because your fruit will produce things of the world. But if you're of Christ, your fruit produces things of Christ. And it looks completely different. These fruits look absolutely, completely different. And you can judge people by their fruit. You can tell who they are by their fruit that they produce. Is it worldly or is it Christly? Jeremy, you want to touch on that? Lord, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, but we're kind of getting into the uh, topics here, the meat of this uh, whole topic here. So I don't want to get too much into it because I want something else to talk about when we start this. <laughs> um, but, but no, you're absolutely, absolutely right. It's, it's renewing. Like you said, it's under construction. You know, you you just you're renewed. You you think differently. You're going to build that structure differently. You know, I'm going to build my life different now than I would have before I found Christ. Okay, because but when I'd have built it before I found Christ, the wind could have blew it over. It's like the so. I mean, yeah, the story of the wolf huh? and the three little pigs. Oh Lord, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm the I'm the twig the twig house before. Yeah, don't worry. My- Mine was the uh, straw house. So, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll wrap this episode up and we'll continue on with episode or not episode two, but uh, but the second part to this episode uh, next week. But I want to go ahead and jump into the miracle minute, Jeremy. How excited! How yeah, excited. <laughs> yeah. This miracle minute was took me off guard. And, but I, I know what to expect, but I didn't, I didn't, you know, you know, you know what to expect. You expect a miracle when you pray, for mm-hmm. but you don't expect it to be such as this. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into it. I was in a store and I had a word of knowledge uh, come to me from the Holy Spirit and, he's, and it said back pain. So I looked over at the woman working there and said, do you have any, do you have any back pain? Causes any problems in your legs? She's like, yes, I do. How'd you know that? And I was like, oh, the Lord knows all this stuff. I was like, he just, I just get a, a, hink, a little, little bit of it every now and then he shares with me. And uh, so we talked, she, she believes in, in the Lord and everything. And, and we got to talking. So I prayed for her and, and I, we didn't see anything happen right then. I prayed that her back be fixed and healed. She also had a uh, a cyst 
that was in the the pocket right there between her leg and her hip joint, right there at her hip joint on the front, like in right in her hip. And it was it was big, swollen. It was a really it was a it was a cyst. It was just a knot. And uh, we prayed for that to go away as well. And I come back a couple weeks later, and she's standing there with no pain at all. She doesn't have any pain in her back and her legs anymore. She said she was standing there. She's like, I couldn't even stand here like this. She had her legs crossed just standing there. She's like, I couldn't even stand like this before. So I asked her, I said, how long was that giving you a problem? She said for like three or four years, she had had this back problem and this leg problem. And now she was completely healed with nothing else but the Lord who did it. She didn't go to any doctors. She didn't do anything like that. She went, the Lord touched her, healed her, and the cyst that was on her in, in her hip had started going down. So I said, all right, we're going to pray for it to go away the rest of the way. So we did. And uh, when she gives me that testimony that it's completely gone, I'm going to share it with you in the next Miracle Minute. But this lady was just so amazed that she had seen a miracle. It had changed her entire perspective on things, on how she looked at things. I said, yes. I said, it done me the same way. I said, the first miracle I've ever seen changed my entire world. It made everything more real to me, and I have no doubts whatsoever in my creator. And now, I'm telling yeah, you, man, it's amazing. Well, dude, I've got one for you. Um, and this happened to me uh, last week. Uh, I, I was going there for a couple of weeks with some real bad knee pain. I was clean, help, helping clean my church, and I don't know if I tweaked it or what, but all of a sudden it felt like it was just hurting. I couldn't hardly put any pressure on it. So it was hard to walk for a couple of days. And I showed up at the church one day and I just prayed about it. I'm like, Lord, I'm just, it, it's rough. It's rough. You know, help me. You know, something's got to give, you know, Lord. And I, I go to church and as soon as I step in the building, I feel a pop in my knee and I feel from my knee down to my feet get cold. Mm. And, it, and the pain just instantly goes away and has not been back. And it just just goes to show when you're in the presence of the Lord, that'll heal you. I mean, he can heal you then, you know, and uh, evident more than like, I mean, I don't know. That's his house and we've made it his house. Uh, we have people praying over those premises nonstop. So they're there praying at all times. So, you know, he's there too. So when you, become, when you come in the presence of the Lord, which is what happens when, you know, you pray for these people, uh, the Holy Spirit comes down and, and it touches you and, Man, just like that, just healing happens. That's amazing. Oh, I'm telling, I'm telling you, it ain't been back, and I've been able to run around on this thing. I wasn't able to run around with the kids for a while, so I mean, it's it's all glory to God. You know, I feel like I've kind of lost touch in and who I am in that aspect uh, in praying with people. You know, I feel like I need to to get back in there and renew what God did in me before. Uh, this is a, just a little confession of mine that that I feel like I haven't been praying for as near as many people. You know, I, I, it's still like averages like one or two a day, maybe more. But I, st I still don't feel like that's enough. You know, we walk in these places and there's people hurting everywhere we go. And this is something I this, don't feel like this is a conviction on you. Like you feel like you have to do the same thing I do. This is a this is what God's put on my heart that that I have a passion for that God has just placed in me that I can, I see the broken everywhere I go. 
And I feel like every one of them needs to have a touch from God, even if they don't see a miracle right then. You know, sometimes the miracle turns out being that they're just like, I needed somebody to come over and cared. And sometimes the Lord leads me in those directions where I feel like I just need to pray for somebody, but I don't see anything physical. And I'm like, okay. And it turns out to be that they just needed someone to talk to them about the Lord. Um, it was just, man, it's just so much. It's hard to talk about stuff like this to, to people, but man, it's just a blessing to get to see what we see, to get to, to be a part of what, to be a part of Acts, the book of Acts, to walking out what he has called us to do. But Jeremy, you got anything you want to add to this episode before we go ahead and call it? No, brother, that's it. Um, this just goes to show you what happens when we try to put a time limit on God. Supposed to be a fifteen minute episode, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're about four or forty five minutes right now and, and the whole the whole goal here was we were gonna do some short episodes, several short episodes, so we we could I don't know, just just get more into it quicker and man, it's just we get on these things and we just let we just let the Lord take take hold because uh, we don't rehearse. Uh, you know, it's just, we, we pray about it. We get in it and we let the Lord, we let the Holy spirit take hold and, and that's it. We just let it run. So I've enjoyed it and can't wait for the next one next week. Same here. Well, we're going to pray and uh, I'm just going to do a prayer real quick to bless you guys. But Lord, we come to you. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you for giving us this ability to do this and to continue to do it. I ask you to use this ministry to touch lives, to change lives to show them an identity in you, Lord. I ask that you go in and you bless their socks off, Lord, that you just touch them in ways they never thought was possible, that you show them who you are and the miracles that you walk in. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We ask that, that what is done in heaven be done on this earth, that you rule in all things, that you just conquer everything that is a stronghold that is coming against your people. Lord, and that you go in and renew all their minds. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, God bless you guys.